nights. <laughs> um, now, no, only pressure is, is that the sniping of people saying you gotta do as good as them. It's just good. Uh, Vegas is treating us well, and I think the record doesn't show how hard that we work, and it's tough in that way, but it's good for us in the inner circle to understand what we have going on in Vegas, and if we just continue to trust and believe in each other, the sky's the limit for this team, and I'm just, I'm blessed to be a part of it. Uh, you know, our expectations maybe at the start of the season were a little unrealistic. Man, we're not even worried about the playoffs right now. What we do, what we do is we take it week by week. We just gotta, we gotta worry about next week. You start looking ahead and you start looking over people, you might not even make it. So. That being said, to me, Urban Meyer is one of the lowest pieces of garbage there is on this earth. You are tuned in to Straight Bet Sports live on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. Here we go, man. We are back at it once again. We are live in the studio, hanging out with you guys here on a lovely Wednesday afternoon. You know who I am. I am your host, Jose V. You're tuning to Straight Bet Sports live here on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. My co-host, Ian B, back in the studio. Second week in a row, hanging yes, out with sir. us today. Yes, sir. Glad everything's getting a little better for you there at home with the family, with the health and everything. So I'm glad you're back, my guy. Yeah. I see you're chilly, you're cold, you got the <laughs> Eagle stuff, as you do almost every hey, freaking nice show. Out, man. I got to start I, wearing my Jets stuff for I the regular season. I love this weather, man. You know what? I don't mind the wind. I mean, I don't mind the cold. I hate the wind. There we go. That's yeah, I, I love clear. the cold. It's my favorite time of year. Yeah, man. But once again, we are live here on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network, coming to you live from downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. Our guy, Quan59, behind the big board, doing what he does for us every single Wednesday afternoon. We got a guest in studio tonight. Not his first time on the show. He has been on the show with us before. Good friend of mine as well. I mean, I, I can call him that because I talk to him. You know what I mean? It's not just here when we get him on the show to talk. I talk sports, just hang out, life. Great young man. I'm glad to have him in the studio. He's doing a lot of big things. Got some news that he basically found out about a few days ago. He hit me up, so we're going to talk about that on the show as well. But I'm going to do what I do every single Wednesday, guys. You already know what it is. I sound like a broken record. Press that like, press that share, drop a comment, and we'll go from there. Let everyone know what it is that you are tuned into today. We are live on all Gorilla Cross radio platforms, and what I mean by that, anything on social media, whether it's Twitter, YouTube, or Facebook, look up Gorilla Cross. We are there live right now, streaming as you are watching us. And not only that, 702-608-3259 is the number if you want to give us a call. And final, GorillaCross.com. And of course, the Gorilla Cross app. If you haven't downloaded it today or before, download it now on the App Store for Google or Apple. It's free. Hey, free 99. Who doesn't like free stuff, right? But we appreciate our sponsors as well. We do have a sponsor on the show. He's been rocking with us a couple years now. My guy, my barber, personal barber of the show, our guy, Eric Navarro. We greatly appreciate him and his sponsorship. 702-884-8138 is where you can hit him up. If not on IG, at line him up by Eric. And the easiest way, though, because he keeps telling me to tell everybody, download the books, the app. Look him up right there. He'll pop up. You can book your appointments, whether it's a beard trim, a haircut, a cleanup, whatever it may be, a lineup, he can take care of it for you. Once again, Eric Navarro of Line Up by Eric, 702-884-8138. We greatly appreciate him and his sponsorship here on the show. But Ian, you ready to jump right into it, my guy? We got we, we got a lot to talk about, right? I mean, before, before we get into it with our guests, we got Knights. We got a uh, Champions League. We got Phillies, World Series, yes, Kyrie man. Irving. I mean, Raiders, rookie things we need to talk about. The Snyders finally decide to say, hey, we're going to sell the team, or are they, right? Obviously, the big firing in the NBA with Steve Nash now being gone. So we have a lot to talk about on today's show. It's going to be a fun time today, but let's jump right into it. A good friend of mine, good friend of the show, former UNLV Rebel, still a student at UNLV, just not on the football team there anymore, but... He is a very talented individual, great young man, and we're happy to have him back on the show. He is none other than Jalen Graves. Jalen, what's good, my guy? How you doing today? Thank you for 
Yeah, man. We greatly appreciate you coming well, you're on. Welcome. You good? Everything yes, I with you? Yes, yes, sir. You excited? You happy? Because you Very got a smile excited, on your man. face. And when Very I saw excited. you in the parking lot, that <laughs> smile was a lot bigger, man. You good? Yes, sir. Very excited. Got some good news this week. Uh, hard work, paying off. Keep grinding hard, man. Just keep going. So, so since the last time I saw you, you had just transferred from UNOV. Mm-hmm. You were at Texas A&M Commerce. Mm-hmm. Um, you're now back home. You're back attending UNOV. But... You had a tryout this past weekend, right? Mm-hmm. We have an IFL team here in Las Vegas, Vegas Nighthawks. Uh, good friend of the show, good friend of ours, Mike Davis, head coach and general manager, was on the show a couple weeks ago. I saw you out there on Saturday. I was at Heritage Park. I wanted to show out, show up for you. Um, not only for Mike, like I told Mike, aside from you, I'm here for Jalen. You know what I mean? I want to see what he's going to do, support him, push him through all of this. And you made it, right? I mean, let's yes, talk sir. about that and how the tryouts went and what you were told right after that. Uh, so pretty much, I found out the tryout by one of the uh, former UNLV players, Gabe uh, McCoy. Uh, I used to work with him, pretty much doing some security gigs. Uh, he told me that the Vegas Nighthawks were having a tryout team. Uh, me, I was still still in shape, still working out. So you know, I was like, okay, let me look more into it. A uh, week passed, then I tap into your show. Mm-hmm. I see head coach Mike Davis. <laughs> yeah. See head coach Mike Davis on there. Yep. Then, you know, he started talking about the league and how it's a platform for people who like second chances and how the tryouts, how about five or six people made it last year. So I said, you know what? I'm going to try out. You know, I've been working hard, you know, went out there Saturday, put my hard work, showcased it out to the uh, coaches, made the team. I'm grateful. Uh, just a stepping stone for me. Keep working. Talk a little bit about the conversation you had with Mike. Cause I know he, you said that he pulled you aside at mm-hmm. the tryout, but then basically hit you up to let you know, hey, we're going to move on with you and we're mm-hmm. going to get this rolling. Talk a little bit about the conversation you had if you can. Um, so pretty much uh, after the second one-on-one session, uh, he called me over to hear what he was watching the, the one-on-ones with the skilled players. Uh, pretty much he asked me my story, uh, what happened was go- what happened with UNLV. You know, I let him know, went to UNLV, uh, played in about 20 games, started in a couple games, then I transferred over to Texas a to Commerce. Uh, Unfortunately, things didn't work out there, so I came back home. I uh, had a baby. Grateful for her. She's one years old. Her name's Myla. Let's go. Uh, so i just been working, working. I got depressed, honestly. Got depressed for about six months, not doing anything. Then uh, what gave me the motivation is my girl at home and my friends is playing football right now. Uh, seeing them out there playing football, having fun, you know, doing what they love to do. So that gave me the motivation to keep going. Uh... So it's just been a tough, I haven't played football in two years, you know, so it's been kind of hard for me and I just been, I'm just grateful for this opportunity. So I'm not, I know this is going to sound bad. I'm glad, but not that you went through this, but I'm glad you brought this up. And what I mean by that, the depression part of it, right? Because Mm -hmm. a lot of, not just individuals in the world, but athletes alone, because you guys are trying to hit that pinnacle or continue to play because that's what you know. That's what you want to do, right? You want to make it your life. Can you talk about that six months and when you hit that depression, how was it for you? Because if I'm being honest with you, and mm-hmm. I say this to people all the time, I'm not afraid to talk about it. Yeah. I deal with depression, anxiety, stress almost on a daily. It may not happen every day, but I deal with stuff all the time, right? Mm-hmm. People talk about when you get depressed, you know, suicide thoughts, this and that. Thank God I'm not there and I don't want to be there. But mm-hmm. I know depression is tough and it hits everybody in different ways, shapes, and forms, right? Mm-hmm. How was it for you and how did you overall deal with it while you were going through all that? Uh, it was very hard for me. Um, just because, like, at first, I used to, I'm used to 
like ho- holding my emotions in and stuff. Uh, but I learned that that's not that's not a good way. You know, it started affecting me, not only me, my relationship at home, um, with my friends, with my family. So you know, I, I seeked out for help. You know, okay. I decided that I'm gonna go get help. Got help. Found someone to talk to. You know, once I started talking to that person, it made me feel much better. You know, I felt like it was a huge weight lifted off my off my chest. You know, so it's just. And then having my daughter there by my side, that was that was really huge for me. That that was that was really the the turning point to make me like get up and grind every single day. To oh, I get up, get up. I can't be in bed all day. Oh, stop indulging. Stop doing this. Stop doing that. Really, just just the birth of her really made me help me get through this and not plan. So. One thing I will say, bro, you sound a lot more comfortable in front of the mic. And I don't mean that in a bad way because I know when you, when you were at school, you mm-hmm. did your project. We did the little yeah. podcast and, and you told me that you want to get into sports media eventually, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. The good thing is we want to keep you in sports right now, though, yeah. whether it's on the media side or on the field playing, right? We just want to make sure that you're there and you're doing it. But I'll be honest with you, man. I, I'm proud of you. I told you that. Uh, and the fact that you just opened up in these you know matter of minutes here, it's it's very hard for men in general to speak up or even say hey i'm dealing with something right Mm -hmm. or i'm going through something so the fact that you can speak about that on live air when there's people watching that can criticize you at any time and you don't care and you're okay with that that's awesome bro and i'm proud of you and i want you to keep doing that don't ever be afraid to talk to people talking to people is the best thing that's going to be there for you always the more you hold in the more you hold back you're never going to move forward, bro, because you're always going to have all that baggage, all that weight behind you. So I'm glad you spoke up, bro. And you can hit, you can hit me up anytime. Mm-hmm. You know that. I, like I said, I talk about depression freely with no problem because I'm open about it. So keep doing what you're doing, man. Keep grinding. I appreciate you. Once again, Jalen Graves in the studio, man, hanging out with us, former UNLV Rebel and now current Nighthawk. We're going to make sure that we keep that label there for <laughs> you until you move up to the next level. Now, mm-hmm. you talked about what Mike said, and if you guys saw the video, I posted it on YouTube. I did a little video there of the tryouts and things of that nature. And I, I also spoke to Mike, and then there was also a part where he sat in, front, in the middle of you guys and talked when he was standing there. And he even said, we have guys that are here from the XFL. We mm-hmm. have coaches that are here from the CFL. I saw three coaches, three different teams from the CFL, myself there. Probably not the head coaches, but they were people that had on the gear, the attire. So eyes are on you outside of the IFL, right? Mm-hmm. And like he said, this is the first platform and one of the biggest platforms that you're gonna have to be able to move and get onto that next step, right? A lot of people wanna get to the pros right away, without even waiting. They wanna get straight to the NFL or straight to that spot, right? How are you embracing this offer in this current situation, and what are you gonna do to make the most of it? Uh, I'm just letting God handle it right now, um, but I'm just trying to take advantage of this opportunity that I have right now because, like I said, I was I haven't played football in two years, so I'm just grateful. But with this platform, this platform is huge because if I do what I have to do and showcase my talent and what I'm supposed to do on the field, then there's always a next step for me within any other league or going on to another team or whatever it is. So what you got, Ian? So you said it is two years since you've played organized football, right? Mm-hmm. So you were out of the game for a while. What are you doing now to prepare or how long did it take you to get what you feel back in football shape and earning a contract, uh, you know, in any professional setting is a huge accomplishment. So mm-hmm. congratulations on that. But what what did you do to prep for that? And what are you continuing to do to get back into the level that you feel like you were playing or better when you were playing with uh, UNLV in Texas? Uh, so honestly, the process has been kind of it's been kind of hard and stressful, honestly, because 
I'm one person. I, I do all this by myself, you know. I didn't I bought all types of gear. I bought blocking pads, ladders, cones, and I do all this, most of this by myself, and with also the help of my brother. So we go out to the park, Freedom Park, you know, get the work in, get some runs in, do all this conditioning stuff. And when I got friends here, like back home, like I got I got a couple friends that play in college too. When they come back home, we get work in too. So I just try to get stay get as much work as I can with other individuals because I know most of the time I'm getting work by myself. So it's kind of that kind of helps me. Does it put you at ease knowing that you have some of your former UNLV Rebels that are on the squad? Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, I talked one of my closest friends on UNLV. He's actually on UNLV right now, Austin Ajake. I talked to him like almost like twice a week. Uh, no, what, I, what I'm saying is knowing that there's guys that used to play for the Rebels mm -hmm. that are on the Nighthawks. Oh, okay. Yeah, how, how does that make... Does that, like, kind of give you your oh, okay, teammates okay. Like, okay. Hey, have you been introduced and, like, oh, no, no. know so them only, yet, like, I only know two players on the team right oh, now. Okay. Those were former UNLV players, okay. Jericho Flowers and Gabe mm -hmm. McCoy, so... He had a really good, uh, Jericho had a really good year. Uh, <laughs> that was out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm just uh, sorry. That That is <laughs> no, yeah. one of the guys that I enjoyed watching because he, he was everywhere mm -hmm. uh, last year. So it, it was impressive watching him. Last yeah, year. but I haven't I haven't gotten met in any of the guys yet. I mean, there's a couple guys at tryouts, you know, mm -hmm. but I didn't like get to introduce gotcha. myself. I got gotcha. you. Definitely. So how excited are you, though? Because obviously you have the contract. Mm -hmm. But you got to prove yourself, right? You yes. got to make sure you can make it to that March spot. What are you going to do to get there? Uh, just keep grinding, doing doing what I've been doing, you know. Uh, like, this this is a stepping stone for me, but I'm not satisfied, honestly. Um, Never stay my content. Whole, my, whole, my whole career, my whole football career, uh, I bet it on myself. Uh, so I feel like just keep betting on myself is, is what helps me. So I'm just keep doing that. Once again, Jalen Graves in the studio hanging out with us. Straight Bet Sports. Jose V, EMB, Quan 5-9 up in the studio just chatting it up. But the final thing that I'll talk to you about real quick, because I, I know you want to talk sports with us. We're mm -hmm. outside and you, you were going off on some of your uh, NBA <laughs> conversation here. So we're definitely going to talk sports with this young man, not just about his personal career and what's going on. But my final question to you, I know you're going to make the spot. I, I told you on Saturday, we will see you on Wednesday. Because I know you're going to get this spot. I know you're going to get a job. I know you're going to get a contract. Not because I knew anything or spoke to anyone. I just, I, I knew you were going to go out there and show out. It came to fruition, right? You got to put it out there in the universe and things will happen. What do you want to tell to anyone that's watching this right now? That's a Nighthawk fan or even of the organization or maybe Mike, because I know Mike watches the show. Mm -hmm. What do you want to tell to those individuals right now that they can expect from you this coming season? Uh, well, I'm pretty sure no one knows my name right now. Pretty sure no 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 one knew my name on Saturday, but Jalen Graves is here to stay, man. Honestly, I'm I'm Nighthawks. I don't get the best version of me every single day, whether it's you know on the field, off the field. You guys are gonna get the best version of me. So there we go, our guy Jalen Graves, man, newest Nighthawk. Hopefully, we keep it that way because we we're gonna go to a lot more games this, this season. We only went to one game last year. Don't don't kill us, Mike. I know. <laughs> But at least we got to one. But we're going to go to a lot more games this year, my guys. So we're excited to see you out there. And I'm pretty sure your family is excited for you as well, man. You're coming home. You're here. You're in school. And you get an opportunity to continue to play ball at a professional level, man. That's awesome. I'm very proud of you. Keep it going, man. Don't stop. But again, we got a lot more things to talk about today.
Absolutely. I, I know Jalen wants to talk some sports. <laughs> Busy week I, I, in I the know, sports. I, media, I know Jalen has some NBA conversation because oh, we were yeah. talking about that earlier. So why not move right into that, right? Absolutely. Obviously, the, the world of the NBA right now is all over the place. We have firings. We have coaches that are suspended that might end up getting a brand new job here shortly. So let's jump into that one real quick, right? Obviously, we know the whole Boston Celtics situation. You say you're a Boston Celtics mm -hmm. fan. We know Yudoka suspended for the whole year. And the suspension is from the team. It's not from the league, right? So the league didn't jump in and do anything it's all done through the organization so if he dips and leaves there's no problem he can go coach wherever he wants right now the biggest thing with me when it comes to the steve nash firing and now how the whole udoka and boston Celtics situation gets all caught up is that if i'm udoka and, and i call me crazy i think he's gonna do this i think he does sign with, with brooklyn i think brooklyn takes him over because even ian said it, it got reported that boston said hey you're allowed to talk to whoever you want. Go yep. do your thing. And if you get a job, you get a job. But I think, and this is what I feel he should do, and I think he might. I would sit back, chill out, watch the rest of the season play out. You weren't going to coach anyways. You knew you were going to be suspended and you weren't going to be in the league for this one year. Sit back, get paid because the Nets are going to have to pay him if they sign him now and just organize everything that's going on. When the offseason comes in, you know who you got to move. You know who you have. You know who you're going to coach at that point, right? And then going back to the Brooklyn situation, Brooklyn did the most horrible thing they could have done. You brought in all the names, right? All these big names, but then also names that were previous names that were still relevant, right? There were bigger names yeah. that were still there. And then you hire a guy that's never coached in his life. I understand he's also a name. But why would the Brooklyn Nets do that? I don't know. I'm not a general manager. I'm not the owner. I can't give that answer, right? But if I'm watching this from the outside looking in, it was a disaster from the beginning. It was never so, going to work. It was never going to work. And, and then now he gets fired, what, six, seven games into the season. And now it begs to differ the question. Is it really because of what KD said and what he wanted and they just wanted to wait it out and see what happens and now it looks like the organization did right and they're firing a coach that can't make it happen or, or what is it? I just think that the Brooklyn Nets are like hey, we screwed up maybe some of our voices that were said were right, not necessarily KD, but it's gone, it's over, he's done, it, it is what it is Nash is out, but I think that that whole job situation is tough because you have a guy in Kevin Durant that has voiced his opinion and got declined from everything. So think about that. If you're a player in that organization, how do you feel about him? If you're anyone that's in the front office, how do you feel about this guy? Now you're coming in as a new coach and you got to deal with that as well. I don't know, man. It's a tough situation. But at the end of the day, I think he does go to Brooklyn. I think he does get that job. And I think he will be the next head coach so, there. So what you're saying is you think that Steve Nash was like the failures of the Nets is because of Steve Nash and not necessarily just because they put together a bunch of names that don't work together? Correct. I think if you would have got a head coach that had pedigree, that had experience, even if he wasn't a head coach, but had assistant head coaching experience, we would have seen a completely different team. You even said it, or I think it was Jalen outside no. <laughs> uh, uh, about Steve Nash and how he couldn't adjust in the playoffs. Yeah, he I couldn't do anything. So right? I, I'll agree that Steve Nash wasn't the best uh, coach for that team, but I also didn't think it was going. Like I thought the experiment was dumb when it was announced. Like I didn't see it as a successful way to put together a team, anyways. 
you had KD that forced his way off of the you know Warriors and just left bad taste in everyone's mouth, mm -hmm. right? And then you had Kyrie who you know forced his way to the Celtics to make himself a star there, right? And he couldn't carry a team even though he tried making it about him, right? And then he kind of forced his way with KD to the Nets. And he, I mean, at some point we have to call it as it is. Is Kyrie a coach killer? Because this is what his eighth coach in 10 years. But I, I wouldn't say he's a coach killer because Golden State won a championship after him. You see what I'm saying? So if Kerr would have been fired or if the, the Warriors just completely plummeted and were nobody again, then I, I would kind of agree with that. But I don't think he's a coach killer. I just think he voices his opinions a bit too much and he causes a lot of controversy. That's all it is. But what do you think, Jen? Uh, I, I agree. Because I know you got a lot on this Boston stuff. Well, I, I agree. Um, but like you said, in the playoffs, uh, I feel like the the non-coaching did kind of come to effect with uh, Steve Nash. Uh, be, me be, with me being a Boston fan, seeing how he didn't make any adjustments from games one to pretty much game two in the second half. Uh, I just felt like it was that whole experiment was kind of the whole. It was uh, doomed from the beginning. Was, yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. It was crap. It just wasn't a good thing that happened, man. And, and then, then yeah. uh, then they sent Harden off. I got Ben Simmons, and now it's <laughs> it's not looking good. So and see, and that's and that's the thing that goes back to the coaching situation, man. Like. Who knows what Ben Simmons is going to be for the rest of his career? Who knows if he'll even last the next couple of years? But you're also giving him a coach that has never coached in his life. You know what I mean? Like, you you you, you traded for a guy that needs to be coached, and you have a coach that can't coach, that has never coached. You know what I mean? Like, call me crazy. I think a guy like Darvin Ham, that's with the Lakers, should have got an opportunity with Brooklyn before Steve Nash did because he had experience. He had the pedigree, right? He wasn't just a guy that had just finished playing and retired and then wants to come back and coach. You understand what I'm saying? And, and Stephen A said it best, and I don't agree with Stephen A all the time. It wasn't about black and white. There were even white head coaches or coaches that had tons of experience that didn't even get a sniff at that job opportunity. And, and I agree with you. Oh. I, I <laughs> agree with you. I, I don't think that Steve Nash was qualified for it, but I don't necessarily want to put all of the fail comings on him because I, I I think that a lot of it has to do with just Katie, Kyrie, and everyone like working together. They never really bonded and formed that cohesive unit. And when they finally kind of did, injuries kind of derailed it. So it, you know, with Harden and Kyrie and Durant all playing together, right? So I, I think there's a lot to say about it just not working out because of the culture as well as the players that they brought and circ outside circumstances as well. But Steve Nash shouldn't get another job, but if he wants to like sit uh, as a head coach, at least, right? Okay. I'm about to say, wait a so, minute. <laughs> like, no, like, I think he did a good enough job that like, if he wants to learn behind someone, yes. like if he wants to be an assistant coach for a couple of years, I think absolutely he deserves another Head opportunity, coaching yeah. opportunity, but he needs that time to kind of develop in the coaching scheme. So now the one thing that I will say, and you kind of you're you're over here going, well, you can't blame this that. So to me, it's 50 50. Let me get that. Let me get that clear. Okay, I, I, I'm not putting the blame on Steve Nash whatsoever. What I'm trying to say is that he just wasn't experienced. You said it. You right. said it perfectly. You think it's it's the KD, the Kyrie situation, the players, right? They're the ones that have the issues and they're the ones that are causing all this. 
If you had a head coach that had experience, then you had to control those egos and you had to coach that. Maybe we wouldn't be in this situation. That's what I'm trying yeah. to get to. Again, it's not Steve Nash's fault. Would he it, got put into this situation. Would another coach, though, been able to convince Kyrie to get a shot? Would he have been able to help Harden's hamstrings? Because I, I feel like that. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, like, yeah. I feel like that was more of the concern. Now, that being said, Harden looks healthy now with the Sixers right now, knock on wood. But yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> but um, but that being said, another coach might have rested Harden a little bit more and allowed him to heal, like you're seeing the Sixers allow him to heal during an offseason. So we can we can see, but uh, I don't know. I, I agree with you though. 50-50, you know, you you want to assign blame. Sign it to the whole organization as a whole, in my opinion. Assign it to the whole organization, man. Might Top as well, right? Bottom. The owners, from the one the that owners did it, to the, the players, general manager, just everybody. To the fans. Man, that, that's a, <laughs> that's been a rough year for the next organization. Yeah. Uh, man, tell me about it. But yeah, man, uh, NBA is uh, interesting right now. Lakers finally get their first win. Uh, Westbrook coming off the bench, which should have happened last year. Like years, <laughs> but and, and, and before we finish off the NBA conversation, because we got a lot more to talk about, but I had this conversation earlier at work, and um, I think. I mean, I could be wrong, but I think Quan said this last year as well. Not the exact words, but this guy is a superstar, right? We know who he is. He knows who he is. He knows his name. You're going into a team with LeBron James, right? We know he is the end-all, be-all. He is the guy. You're not going to surpass him. So you're not that guy anymore. What I always thought, and... Was he ever the guy? Who? Westbrook? But, yeah. but, but I'm, I'm saying, if you I follow mean, truly, his career... Like, truly, was he ever the guy? I'm just saying, if you follow I mean, his career, he's been the guy, right? You know, the, the scorer, the leader, this, Only because of lack that. of other guys. I understand <laughs> that. But what I'm saying and what I'm trying to get to, Ian, <laughs> is the fact that he should have realized that I am a star, but there's already a star here. I can't be on the starting because I can't start with this guy, right? I can't make it work. I need to have my own flow. I need to be the floor general. Why not be that off the bench? Why not control that second team and you be that general, be that coach, be that leader for the bench, right? Because of the experience you have. We know you can score. Stay on the bench. You can, you can probably still get your 20-plus points and still come out and ball. So I hope that this continues. Obviously, it's only one win. We have a long season to go. You know, the Lakers are what they are. You know what I mean? I'm not going to call chips or anything like that or say we're going to win anything. But I'm glad that that step has been taken. I'm glad that Westbrook is on the bench, and I'm glad – that they finally got the first win because seeing them start the season the way they did and and, and watching Quan's post on social media, <laughs> it's just, it, it's rough as a Laker fan. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm happy that I have someone like Quan that can put humor right that can put humor into the situation. You know what I mean? But it's tough being an LA fan right now in general. If you're a Rams fan in football, they're not that great. The Super Bowl champs, not looking good. Lakers, obviously, we know what they are. Dodgers, Dodgers are out of the World Series. I mean, out of the playoffs. Angels aren't anywhere near any type of playoffs. So it's just a tough situation for all LA fans right now, to be honest with you. But do you agree with me, though? Should Russell embrace that and say, hey, let me be the bench general here? I think Quan said it like a year and a half yeah, ago that yeah, not he should it. be a six-man like, uh -huh, yeah. Absolutely. Because first of all, Russell, in my opinion, he always has viewed himself as a superstar. I don't ever, like, I don't think I've ever seen him as a superstar. I've seen him as a star in this league. Like you can be a star. You can be a good player mm -hmm. in this league. Someone that is a valuable piece. 
But I've never seen him as that superstar, the guy that you just build a whole team around. Multiple organizations, it seems, have tried and failed because he's just not that guy because he's not a selfless selfless leader. He, he's kind of selfish when it comes to it, and he's proven it time and time again. So I, I hope that they keep him as coming off the bench. All right. And they will. I said that at the there beginning go, of Kwan. last season. And he'll be six man of the year if he comes off the bench. Easy. Absolutely. Easy. And 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 exactly what I said last year is you don't have to start games to finish games, right? He finished the game. That's what Lamar Odom did as a Laker and loved that role. Manu Ginobili yes. did that for how many years? And is a exactly. Hall of Famer. Absolutely. You could be a Hall of Famer coming off being a six man. Yeah. Six man is not a, Look a at bad Iguodala. word. Iguodala. I mean, there's so many yeah. that, that, that embrace that six man role and realize I could still, you could be an all-star as a six man. There's a lot of six men that that, that yep. made the all-star game. So um, I think he has no choice to embrace the role, right? They're like cheering him. Oh man, he's embracing this role. Yeah, because it took a, a year and, and five <laughs> games to finally embrace ago, it. Yeah. And uh, it, it needs to be done. It should have been done last year. They probably would have made the playoffs if they would have been healthy. But this year with them being healthy, if he can come off the bench or just do what Miles Turner said and and trade for miles turner and buddy hilled yeah. miles turner's pushing for that which was crazy that a player could do that on a podcast these days but um <laughs> lakers will be a lot better but that that's a you can have a hall of famer coming off your bench yeah that makes the team so much better oh yeah it increases the bench uh differential which we've seen year in year out the teams that usually make deep playoff runs and the ones that actually are efficient all the way through are the ones that have talented benches and so i i don't understand why it's taken this long but i hope that the success continues and i hope that they continue putting him on the bench what do you think about russell westbrook Jim? Uh, i was gonna say uh i feel like it's smart for the lakers to have him come off the bench because as you can see on the game that they played like, the team just looked more energized. I don't know. Like, they were having more fun, like, with him coming off the bench, as you can see. It's That's because like, they get the ball now. <laughs> but when you have him <laughs> in the starting lineup, like, the Lakers just look dual. Like, there's no energy. A lot of threes. A lot of four shots. It, I don't know. I, I, I hate the Lakers, you know, because I'm a Celtic fan. But I was, just, I was just happy for Russell Westbrook to see him come off the bench and showcase what he has done throughout his career. So I'm excited, man. I'll be honest with you. I'm going to tell you this. I know we're not starting the best way that everybody wanted us fans wise that are Laker fans that expected this to be, you know, a different regime with a new coach and all that. I wasn't expecting anything from the Lakers this year. If I'm being honest with you as a fan, do I want them to win? What's that? You still shouldn't. Exactly. (laughs) Anthony Davis has already been hurt all year. Here's the thing. What I, we're trying to get to is that dunking, right? I think it's still too soon, bro. Jumping, like even if we don't do anything this year, right? <laughs> out, out of the bathtub. Every time he jumps well, up, he's like holding his back, holding that the knee. Is, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They should have yeah. traded him last year too. I said it's because it's because they're not in the bubble anymore, so he feels everything now. <laughs> <laughs> it's the travel, bro. You got to put him in a bubble to travel. He can't around. go in uh, LeBron's cryotherapy every week. But here's the thing, bro. With Darwin Ham being a first-year coach, don't expect anything from the Lakers. And that's not a knock to him. I think he's a great mind. I think he's going to do good eventually as a head coach. But this is his first year. And not only that, you're coming into a team that is dysfunctional, right, because of what happened last year. So many names on this team. It's kind of like a Brooklyn Nets team, right, what they had last year. Um, Carmelo. Exactly. Like All these guys that are trying to win that chip that they never got. Or some of these guys that already got one trying to get another one with LeBron. So... 
I just think that we're not going to win anything this year. If we do, it'd be nice. If we even get to the playoffs, I think that'd be an accomplishment, as crazy as that sounds. But like Quan said, don't expect anything from the Lakers this year, man, at all. Now, And I call Darvin Ham the black Frank Vogel because <laughs> the offenses looked exactly the same under Darvin Ham and Frank Vogel. There's been no difference in this team. Once again, you are tuned in to Straight Bet Sports live here on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. EMB, Quan 5'9", Jose V, and our guy Jalen Graves hanging out in studio, man, talking some sports here real quick. But I want to get into some football talk real quick because uh, I feel like we don't talk too much football. We always run it at the end, and we're just talking one thing and calling it a night and getting it over with. But before I do so, I just want to throw this out. Chris Wynn just chimed in, our guy, Chris Wynn. He's basically like a co-host here, too, because he fills in with us all the time, man. We greatly appreciate him. He says, Russell Westbrook absolutely quotations was keyword was a superstar guys but the last couple of years he has just hasn't been i agree with that i don't think he's been the superstar that he was but coming off the bench he can be another I, guy i'm curious about that though like because why because he's a triple double machine kobe said it multiple players have said it players that are actually superstars if they were selfish and won a triple double every night they could and for that run that he was going for there was nights where you could tell that's what his goal was was a triple double it yeah. wasn't winning it wasn't making his team overall better it wasn't winning a championship it was a triple double so when your only goal is to stat pad I'm sorry, you're not a superstar. That's not a superstar uh, quality. And I'll never believe that you can build a team around a guy that's so focused on his own accomplishments and where his place in history will fall than actually winning a championship. You said it, my man. Uh, you know, I, I, I totally agree with you, you know, because superstar is more than just putting up the points, averaging 30. Mm -hmm. It's it's the leadership with a superstar, you know, it's, when, when the team goes on a 15-0 run, you know, how how can you get your group uh, guys to come and regroup and, you know, go back, there, go back out there and put them on a 10-0 run, you know? So I agree with you. I feel like being a superstar is way more than just stats and points and all the other stuff. It's being a leader, too, as well. Being an example for your teammates and for other people as well. So And, and don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say that Russell uh, Westbrook isn't talented. I'm just saying that in terms of the way, like his personality doesn't allow him to be a superstar. And I don't think it ever has. That That's what I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to say that he wasn't talented enough to be what many consider a superstar in the but league. But you could but. be a superstar without uh, being a winner. I think James Harden has been the same thing, right? Like, has he really looked like he's wanted to win the championship? Nope. I, I don't know. But how can you say that when he's also led league in like assists before? Like, I mean, Russell Westbrook has the MVP. He led the league in assists. Yes, but it, most of the times when Harden is passing, it's not just because he wants that triple double or anything. It's because literally his either, either something's not looking right at the line for him, right? He doesn't think he can score here or he's trying to win. I feel like Russell and, and uh, Harden are the same exact type of superstar. I don't think there's any difference between those two. I never thought about that before, but that is a great point. Like, if you think about it, they're not the same player, but they... I mean, you yeah. want to talk about coaching, right? With the Houston Rockets, when Harden was playing with the Houston Rockets, and it, it was uh, like, in that situation, a better coach, I feel, would have actually led them to the finals. Because Harden was putting that team on his back, and he you could tell he was trying to win that year. So that that's when you build around a player in terms of roster like they did, 
you had great success until it comes down to the like really tough games in the playoffs that's when coaching comes into factor the most i think and if they had a better coach remember uh like he got fired shortly after that season and he's been kind of struggling to get another nod at it correct oh it's gonna be interesting though bro it's gonna be a fun season moving forward once again jose v emb quan five nine got our guy jalen graves in the studio you guys are tuning to straight bet sports live here on the gorilla cross radio network got a couple other topics we want to talk about so i got a little video here that i want to play but before we play that video because i want to get uh jalen's uh thoughts on that real quick right I, I got a couple of players here in the nfl that i want to throw your you want to throw this out okay. here to you and uh, i'll get both of your thoughts if you want you know you guys can let me know so we got a lot of rookies in the nfl this year Absolutely. right obviously and a lot of good rookies not just one not just two we have a lot we got running backs we got uh defensive players and all that here's one guy that i want to get both of your thoughts on all right kenneth walker has more rushing yards 461 Stud. yards this season than these star running backs ezekiel elliott Joe Mixon, Leonard Fournette, Austin Eckler, Najee Harris, Raheem Mostert, Devin Singletary, Antonio Gibson, and David Montgomery. I mean, is this you, a star in the main? I mean, you did just name like one star there. So, but, I, but if we're talking about, I, I mean, if we're talking about starters. Ezekiel's a starter. Joe Mixon's a oh, starter. Starters? A starter. Oh, okay. Austin yeah, Eckler's yeah, yeah. a starter. I, I thought you were saying I mean, stars. But like I'm just in saying, the, but I'm like, saying. I mean, because none of those running backs would I consider right now in their career are premier But they're the guys back. on their team. Yeah. Like, they're the guys on their team yeah. is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Okay. But are we seeing a star in the making here? Absolutely. I mean, I, I said it back when he was at Michigan. I, I thought that he was Michigan State. Sorry. I thought he was an absolute stud. I thought that he should have probably won the Heisman. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, it was close. I mean, Bryce was having a phenomenal year. He should have at least been, in my opinion, the runner-up. Uh, but yeah, Ken Kenneth is a beast, man. Like he he just he runs that like he he runs with vision, which is Im like impressive for a rookie. That usually is not necessarily something that they just come minute, in, yeah, yeah, like just come in the league and like he'll punch those holes. And he also has that just inane. Uh, ability to get like to the like the outskirts to the sides and just go for it so uh, i i love kenneth walker i think that he's going to have a very very good year it's sad to see some of these other running backs like i, I like Brees hall too but yeah you know unfortunately yeah he from what it sounds like he might actually be out like this year and part of training camp because he, he suffered a pretty significant injury so what you think Jalen? you like kenneth uh, yeah, I think Kenneth Walker, he's a beast, honestly. He's uh, very electrifying. Um, he, I feel like he he did a good thing for the Seahawks. You know, Seahawks, that's a, that's a steal, honestly. I really think that's a steal. And he honestly helped the Seahawks with Geno Smith, take some pressure off Geno mm -hmm. Smith. You know, mm -hmm. Geno Smith don't have to do too much with the offense, you know. Also, they got DK. I feel like... I feel like the Seahawks did a real good job with their draft because they not only they have him, but they got another guy on the defensive side that could also be that's in the um in Wool the conversation. Yeah, yeah. Wool yeah. Woolen, mm -hmm. like Woolen in what was it, the sixth the round of the year. pick or sixth yeah. round of the draft, fifth round of the draft. Woolen is a monster, yeah. and uh, <laughs> that that didn't necessarily actually surprise me. I, I thought he was a little bit raw which mm -hmm. is why he fell to the fifth. But athletic ability, there, I, in my opinion, there's really no corners in this class that were more athletic than Woolen. Because Woolen oh, yeah. ran like a 4'3". He's 6'4". Dude, Vert was like 
just, I think he almost had like a 50 inch. Ver it, it was crazy. I, I remember the stats were like, he scored like a 10 raw score, which is nuts for a corner. So. And Seattle's looking good, man. Interesting there. I got another one for you guys here too. Okay. And you mentioned DK. So the individual that I'm going to name right now has more receiving yards than DK Metcalf. Star player, right? We got right? We agree with that. Yeah. Debo Samuel, star player. We agree with yeah. that. Gabe Davis becoming a star player. We agree with yeah. that. T. Higgins, eh, he's good, but not a star yet. Tyler Lockett is the only receiver aside from DK on Seattle, right? Back to back, they got that there. So that's that. And Devontae Adams, the big money, that guy that came to Vegas. The guy I'm talking about is Chris Olave from the New Orleans Saints. 547 receiving absolute yards this year. Stud. I think he's an absolute stud. And not only that, I, I agree with the stud part. Two different quarterbacks. You haven't had a, a, a solid quarterback on that team this year, but yet you're leading these star receivers in the league right now. Again, do we have a star on our hands? Uh, absolutely. I mean, you saw in the draft again, some of these players, like some people are trying to say like it's a surprise, but with Olave, like out of the draft, he was one of the most, like he was the smoothest route runner out of all of them. Uh, he had very short hands even in college. So it does it surprise me that he's been able to do it his rookie year with the change of quarterbacks constantly and just not necessarily a very good team right now? Yes. But then again, you also got to wonder how much of it is the fact that he's right now the only person you can throw to. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. Tom, Michael Thomas, what did I say at the beginning of the year? He wasn't going to be healthy, even though Saints fans claimed he was healthy. He hasn't played a full season in over like two years. So it didn't surprise me that he's hurt again. I hate that he's hurt. I wish that he was healthy, but... So you have that Jarvis Landry, who's usually actually pretty healthy, is hurt. So right now you have Olave and Kamara. That's, Kamara, what, that's it. That, that, that's it. You, you know, Taysom Hill. So like you can throw a Taysom Hill or catch from Taysom Hill or block for Taysom. I don't know what you're doing with Taysom Hill, but you can throw a Kamara or you can throw a Olave. And that's, that's really their only deep threat on the team team so it doesn't necessarily surprise me in that case but we'll we'll see when he has actual receivers fighting for shares target shares Jalen what you think about Chris uh I think he's a star in the making yeah he's um he's very consistent well of course um he he's a good route runner and I feel like he, he just finds a way to get open he he's yeah <laughs> he just finds a way to get over he's always open man but that, that, that's the route running, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, that that's just technique usually. And uh, athleticism has a part of play with that. But there's a lot of players that aren't necessarily athletic that are able to, or athletic by the means of a wide receiver, right? Mm -hmm. That are still able to get always open because their route running is technically sound. So, so last one, I'm going to throw a defensive guy out there because we got a defensive gentleman in the building with us. Monster. It's our guy. No, I'm just kidding, my guy, because he's not your guy. But yeah, my Monster. guy, he's on my team, obviously. Sauce Monster. Gardner, through eight games, right? Check this out. 323 coverage snaps. 44.2% receiving receptions, I'm sorry, right? Percentage, least among all qualified rookie uh, cornerbacks. 12 passes defended with your guy, or whoever you said it was. Tied for first in the NFL. 147 yards allowed least among all qualified rookie QB uh, cornerbacks. This guy for the Jets, he's already the next Darrell Revis. 
He is. It, yeah. it, it's it's Sauce Gardner and nothing else. If you look at the way the kid plays on the field, I love watching him. He is literally that general in that in that backfield. I mean, on, yeah, on, on, on the defensive side of the ball. And if I'm being honest with you, I hope the Jets can figure out how to not lose this kid. Because remember, oh. we lost Darrell. He left, won a championship, came back, wasn't the same guy. I don't want something like that to happen. I want them to find a way to build more around this kid. Because he is the future of this New York Jets defense. And not only that, he's the future of the cornerback position. Absolutely. So it's funny that you mentioned Revis. I, I know Revis played for your team and he is, you know, your last great, great corner. But he plays like him. He kind of has that chip on his shoulder and attitude, right? And that it's funny because that's kind of like what the Jets feel like they need, like they needed. They needed a player that kind of like fires up the crowd, right? That's going to put the cheese head on after it obliterates the Packers, like stuff like that. Like it, it gets fans excited and I couldn't be more excited for this kid. I I'm, I'm a little bit surprised. I thought he was going to be good. Like I thought he was outstanding in college. I really wanted him on my team. I thought he was going to be good. I'm surprised at how well he's doing without really safety help. And that that's to me, the most surprising thing is that he is doing it on a secondary that's outside of him. It's not necessarily the best secondary. Correct, yeah. Like he has some players there and they're doing their job, but the, he is absolutely worth the pick. They, I, I mean, he's a steal at what was it? 10 that you guys, no, not 10. It was six i think he was in the top he was in the top 10 i don't remember where it was but he was up there he was in the top 10 was I he your first up. pick no our oh wait oh it was this year i'm sorry i'm thinking of, it I'm was thinking your of first that. pick yes Garrett he was wilson our first was 10 i'm sorry i'm Garrett yes, wilson yes, was 10 yes. he was three yes right so i mean some people said that that was way too high to pick a corner but i think he absolutely changes the culture of that defense and i think he's definitely a solid guy and i think it might actually save solid a couple more years to prove what he actually can do. What do you think about the defensive guy, Jalen? Uh, honestly, I love what he's doing his rookie year. Um, man, his cover skills, very good. Man skills, very good. Uh, and then he makes a play. He's going to let you know about it, too, for sure. And that's one thing I like because, like I said, like, like you say, it gets the fans going. And it even gets the fans at home going, you know. I'm not a, a uh, Jets fan, but I see somebody make a good play. And pop his pop his stuff after, you know. I'm yeah. a, I'm gonna get excited too, you know. Yeah. So I feel like he bring that he brings that swag, and feel like that's what the kind of I feel like the Jets team is kind of rejuvenated with these young guys that that they brought in. You know, they got Garrick Wilson, you know, Zach Wilson, Brees Hall. Brees Hall got hurt, you know. Then they got Jermaine. Jermaine Johnson hasn't really played that much, but you know he's still in the. Still in the works. When he's been he's on the field, Denzel he's Mims, actually been bro, playing The other really wide receiver, good. too. Like, the, the guy, because after Elijah so, Moore's situation, it's like, ah. So, let, let's talk about that a little bit. So, Mims requested a trade, right? Obviously, mm -hmm. it didn't happen. But the other receiver made a bigger deal about it, Elijah Moore. He's been on record saying, I don't have any rapport with Zach Wilson. I don't get the ball, bro. Like, I they don't even him, know. He's like, I don't know. I don't like, even get the ball. Yeah, like, I, I don't know what he's looking at. Like, he has straight up said that he is unhappy with the Jets. They refuse to trade him at a uh, trade deadline. Bro, How do if, you if feel I, about if, that? I mean, because uh, in I my opinion, Elijah Moore is a very talented receiver, and he yeah. actually kind of has a reason. Like, if you look at the tape, he kind of has a reason to... Bark. Bro, if I was a Jets receiver, I'll be honest with you, I would be upset too. Zach Wilson is not doing anything right now. Everybody's like, oh, you guys are winning though. We're, we're not winning because of him. 
We're winning because of everything else that the team yeah. is doing. The defense, the turnovers, things that is being coached on the field. Duh. We're not winning because of Zach Wilson. That guy is doing nothing for us, if we're being honest. Yeah. Which do you think, speaking of your team, which do you think is more detrimental? The injury to uh, Vera Tucker or the injury of Brees Hall? Brees Hall. Brees because Hall. if you look at the last two games Brees you don't had think before James he got can hurt. fill that spot? Because I, I, I think Vera Tucker actually had more to do with like the run game than necessarily. Like, Brees is talented. Don't get me wrong. Like, it is a drop-off between Brees and James. I'm not trying to say that. But everyone knows that the run game runs through the O-line. That's just the truth. No matter how talented you are back there, you're going to, like, you might be able to make something happen, but an excellent run game is run through the O-line. So I think that actually hurts you guys a little bit more in terms of the run game than, you know, not having Brees Hall. We'll see how it goes, man. The Jets still aren't winning anything this year for all you Jets fans out there. So if you guys know what I'm talking about, the He's Jets still that will not. Oh, bro, if the Jets win four more games, I got to get this four damn Four more. We're, so we're, stop, we're on a stop, countdown, guys. Stop, stop we're telling me about that. We're officially on countdown. Freaking Ian. But look, man, we, four we, more we got about 10 minutes left. And we still got to do our picks of the week. And, you know, I mean, want to get through all that. We want to get Jalen. So, Jalen, I, I, I got to ask you for a pick this week, okay? So here's the thing. We're just going to ask you to choose a winner because you're still in the school. We don't want to get you in trouble. This is all fun. We're not gambling. We're not doing any of that. All right? So we just want to pick a winner. That's all we want you to tell us who you think might win a football game this weekend, and we'll call it a wrap. But before we do so, right, before we do so, I'm going to name down these trades. All I want to hear from either Major you. Major trades. Because we can't go through everyone because yeah. we don't have time. Good or bad. Which one surprised you the most and which one was the best one in your opinion? Okay. okay? So we had Robbie Anderson to the Cardinals, Christian McCaffrey to the Niners, James Robinson to the Jets, Robert Quinn to the Eagles, Kadarius Tony to the Chiefs, Roquan Smith to the Ravens, TJ Hawkinson to the Vikings, Chase Claypool to the Bears, Bradley Chubb to the Dolphins, if he could stay healthy, Calvin Ridley, which was a big one, to the Jaguars, Nate, you know, just in general the situation, and Naheem Himes to the Bills. I'll give you mine, and I'll let you guys go first. I think the one that's going to be the best one overall and we just saw it this past weekend, is going to be the Christian McCaffrey trade to the San Francisco 49ers. I think the fact that he brings what he brings to that team, and we saw it this last Saturday, take away the throw that he had, but the guy can run, he can catch, he can do so much more for that team. And when you have a guy like Debo that can do the same, and now you're mixing in Brandon Ayuk a whole lot more, and now you have Christian McCaffrey, I just think that this 49er team offensively is going to be very scary moving forward for the rest of the season. And I think out of all the trades that were done, I think the Niners will benefit right away before any other team will with this trade. The one that kind of caught me a little bit off guard is the TJ Hawkinson one. Yeah, You're trading a first rounder that you drafted, I believe, in the Stupid top 10. Trade. Correct me if I'm Stupid wrong. Top trade. 10 to a team in your own division. I don't yeah. think it was top we, 10. Oh, still first round. I, th I think he is. I want to say he is top 20, though. Okay, still. But first round pick, right? You're trading him into your division. That one caught me off guard. I don't know why Three they did that. Three years after his contract. Like, it, he's not even done with his rookie contract. Yeah. It makes zero sense to me. And the one that I think was uh, I, I think was good, and I'll, I'll just leave this here for the future, okay? For the future. I think the Calvin really trade to the Jaguars is a good one. Because if he does get reinstated next year, the Jaguars got a playmaker. They got someone that's still young, that's still healthy, that's still fresh, that can give... Uh, Trevor Lawrence a little more there, right on the on the offensive side of the ball. But what do you guys think from all those trades, real quick? Give me so so. Are we doing three? Because you give yeah, three. give three okay, real quick. So. Yeah. All right. So I agree. The I think the most shocking was uh, T.J. Hawkinson. 
Uh, I don't understand the trade at all. It, it makes zero sense. You strengthen a division rival. You're a young team clamoring that you're building a culture around youth and hard workers. I don't know anyone that embodies that more than TJ on that team right now. And uh, yeah, it, it makes zero sense to me. You made the Vikings a lot stronger than mm -hmm. they previously were uh, because Irv is good, but he's not TJ Hawkinson. TJ Hawkinson right now is producing like a top 15 tight end uh, through his rookie contract. I expect that to continue. And now he has a much better team. So you, we could actually see his stock rise up a lot. I think the impact player, the one that actually is going to help his team win, right? Win more now is going to be Bradley Chubb because I think him on the other side of Jalen Phillips is nasty. Like I, I think that is a very vicious pa uh, pass rushing uh, linebacker duo. So I, I think Bradley Chubb helps the most right now, especially with uh, that division and with the Bills who are obviously their major contender. And then I, I think, uh, well, what was the, 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 the last one? The no, last so question. we have which one surprised you the most, which one works now, and what's good for the future? I, I like the Calvin Ridley. I think that was best. I, I think that was a good trade for both teams. And rarely do you actually see that where I think it is literally fair for both, where it helps the Jags if he ends up being something. It's no risk if he ends up not being able to be like a contributor. And then it helps the Falcons because if he ends up being a contributor, that's the most they're going to get for him right now is a second round after what happened. And if not, they still get a pick for him. So it, it, it's good all around. TJ Hawkinson, by the way, Chris chimed in. Thank you, Chris. He was drafted number eighth overall in 2019. Overall. So still, wow. top, yeah, I told no. you, top 10 draft pick, right? So that, what's the last one you got? That's inexcusable. That's it? Yeah, that, that, that's it. Jalen, you're three. Uh, best for now, biggest surprise, best for the future. Uh, like I said, the biggest surprise was the TJ Hawkinson one. Okay. Um, but I didn't know the severity of the Irv Smith injury. So it that's it. That's it a makes win. sense for yeah. the Vikings. Yeah. Like <laughs> Vikings A plus. Like, Vikings. yeah, like <laughs> Vikings, you, anytime you can take advantage of your division rival, like absolutely do it. But yeah, no, it doesn't make sense for the Lions. That, sorry, it didn't mean. <laughs> but, it's all like, good. Um I think I think the uh, Bradley Chubb move, I think that that was that would be very beneficial. Meaning okay. that the uh, the Dolphins run a lot of man and a lot of blitz a lot, mm -hmm. so I think that that'll help them a lot with that uh, with the blitzing, so they don't have to blitz too much. Um, and I like the Calvin Ridley one, but I want to be different. I'm gonna say the um, maybe the uh, Claypool one, maybe the Chase Claypool, yeah, maybe one. maybe that one could help. The, uh, I just the don't Bears, think they he, don't, yeah, yeah I, I, don't I don't think he's worth the second round. That, that, I mean, I know they picked him in the second round, but I, I just. I don't see it. And like yeah. you get immaturity to a young team that's str True. like struggling. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, that one is going to be like whatever happens, happens. But we'll, we'll right. know later if that's a good trade. <laughs> so let, let's get into our picks of the week because right. we're already at the end of the show. We got about five minutes left here before we close it on out. But last week, Ian and I both won. So I'm at four and four on the season. I had the Eagles easy money. I told you guys minus 10 and a half. Do not be afraid. They were playing a garbage team and that came through and cover. So I'm at four and four now. But then Ian jumps to three and five. Correct. Because you got your yeah. win. Our guy Sosa falls to what? One and one now because uh, he gave us a bad pick there. But 
I'm going to let you go first here, Ian. I'm going to let you okay. pick your pick of the week, and then we'll go with Jalen, and I'll go last. Don't, don't we always go with guests first? Actually, you are right. Thank you, Jalen. So do you already know the games of this week by any chance, or do I have to run them by you real quick? Can you run them by me? So we got Eagles at the Texans tomorrow. We got Colts at the Patriots, Bills at the Jets, Dolphins at the Bears, Vikings at the Commanders, Packers at the Lions, Chargers at the Falcons, Panthers at the Bengals, Raiders at the Jaguars, Seahawks at the Cardinals, Rams at the Bucks, Titans at the Chiefs, and Monday night we got the Ravens going into New Orleans against the Saints. What you got? So I'm picking my favorite matchup of the... Yeah, fa favorite matchup. What who you do you think yeah. is going to win of the week? Who do you think wins? Mm, I think I'm going to go with the Eagles again. Okay. You know, the Eagles... So we're not going to give you the points, bro. We're just going to yeah, go straight yeah, out. Man. So you think the Eagles win it outright? I, I can see that. There's no way Texans yep. win that game. All right. What you got? Uh, I really like the Miami Dolphins right now at their, their current line. Uh, it's minus five against the Bears. That's what you got? Yeah, that, that, that's my hot So pick. I'm actually glad you did that because I'm going to go opposite. Really? I was listening to it on the radio this morning, and I heard, no I, and, 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 I, and I heard something to me that was <laughs> just, it was funny. I laughed. I heard that the Dolphins are the third best team in the AFC. I think that's a joke. The Dolphins are not the third best team in the AFC. I don't see exactly who is better than them, but I would put the Ravens there. Even though the Ravens have I'd given up those leads, given up those split. leads, the reason why the Dolphins to me are not the best team in the league is Tua. Or the third best team in the AFC is Tua. Tua cannot stay healthy. He gets rocked again, he's done. The guy that had the best quarterback rating or uh, grade of any quarterback in the entire league Sunday? Nope, I don't care. Okay. It means nothing to me. It means nothing to me. I'm going based off of who the Dolphins are. I okay. truly do not. The Dolphins are good. They're a good team. I'm not saying they're not. You know Tyreek But they're is not the third best team in the 39 yards care. away from 1,000 yards already. I don't care. 39 and yards. And they're 5-3. and three. And they're 39. third in their division. They're five and three, and they're behind <laughs> and my New York Jets. How many Jets. games did Tua how miss? How is this team the third best team in the AFC how when they're third in their division how many and games they're behind did Tua the Jets? Miss? It doesn't matter. So, I got it a doesn't question. matter. It doesn't matter. You're supposed to be the third best team in the AFC, but you're third in your own division. So, so you're saying the Ravens, you you still taking the Ravens, you're saying the Ravens better than the Dolphins, even though the right Dolphins now, yes. still beat the Ravens? So right now, okay, yes. third in the division, right? Do you think the Jets are better than, because that's what you're saying, right? Do you think the Jets are better than yeah, the Yeah, we beat them Dolphins? already. I don't care if Tua wasn't there. Stop. We beat them already. Stop. We beat them already. That defense is supposed to be good. That defense is supposed to be a great defense. Defense didn't show up against the Jets, and we have a quarterback that can't do anything to save his life. So, yes, I'm sorry. Weren't the you Miami guys Dolphins are not the third best <laughs> well, team in the AFC. Wasn't that a Skylar Thompson game? I don't care. The Pre rest of the team Mr. was still there. Uh, Boy Wonder oh, from the preseason. Your, your guy, Tyreek, Mr. Almost at 1,000, was still there. Everyone was still there. It's the same team. It's the same coach. So, don't give me that. The Jets won a few games with Joe Flacco. So, mm, don't give me that, okay? okay? The Dolphins are not right. the third best team in the AFC. See, right. with that being said, give me the Bears plus the five at home. Call me crazy. Put them on the money line. They might even win the game outright. Crazy. But that's all it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm there. That's how I feel. But, Ian, before we let you get your final thoughts, my guy, let everybody know where they can find you, follow you on all things social media. Uh, you follow me at bird underscore underscore 95 on Instagram, uh, Jalen Graves underscore on Twitter. There we go. And make sure you follow the Vegas Nighthawks because... This man will be on that team, March. What you got, Ian? Haven't done this for a while, but make sure you like, subscribe, uh, click notifications. Make sure uh, Gorilla Cross Radio, Jose underscore Volante, Ian B underscore sports, straight bet sports, all of the above. Uh, we go live every week on Wednesday. Make sure you're like, following, and sharing with your friends. 
So I just want to say thank you to everybody that's a part of the show today and has always been a part of the show when they come through. Jalen, greatly appreciate you, my guy. This won't be the last time that we get you on. We'll get you on a lot more during the next coming days, months, whatever it may be here. So I appreciate you, my man. Continued success and keep doing what you're doing. Stay humble. And uh, you'll make it, man. You'll be there. You Thank know you, you for will. having me. Of course, my guy. Anytime. You appreciate know that. Appreciate you coming, bro. And Ian, appreciate you as always, my guy. I know you almost didn't make it today, but thank you for being here. And of course, Quan, we appreciate everything that you do every single week for us. But my final thought of the night, it's kind of going away from sports a bit. If you guys are music fans, obviously you heard the note, you heard the news, you heard what happened with Migos and the group there with um, Takeoff being shot over a dice game. The only thing I will say here is the one thing that I still don't understand. And it's not about black, white. It's not about any of that. It's the fact that successful young men can't get out of their own shadow and their own past. I understand that it was over a dice game. You're having fun. But why are we playing dice at a mall, I believe it was? That's one thing, right? Or, or a bowling alley, whatever it is. That's my question. The other question is, look at what happened to Aaron Hernandez, right? This is another guy that had it all, got the money, had the fame, could have won a bunch of Super Bowls and been one of the main guys on that team. But he wanted to still be that guy or someone else that he wasn't. And he couldn't get away from that. The one thing that I will say is that if I ever get into that type of fame, if I ever had that type of money, I would get away from everyone that's negative and everything that got me into trouble. Right. And what I what I mean by that, again, not talking bad about this guy or the group or anything like that. Rest in peace. I know his family's going through a lot. It sucks. No one should be shot and killed in any type of bad way, shape or form. Right. But what I'm saying is. We need to find a way to get away from our past. You got to get away from all that. When you make it, whether you're an athlete, whether you're a movie star, whether you're a rapper, find a way to get away from all the BS and throw all that in your past. Put it in your rear view mirror and move on. I know you're a rapper. You rap. You know, you have your persona, this, that, and the other. I get that. But that doesn't mean you still have to be around the BS. Grow up. Move on. Get away from it. Be a role model. Don't be someone that's just being the norm and everything is happening over and over again. We got to stop killing each other and shooting each other and doing dumb stuff over BS that has nothing to do with it. Grow up and be the example. Again, rest in peace to take off his family and everyone that's going through it. Thoughts and prayers to them. No disrespect. Till then, I am Jose V. Till next week for EMB, Quan 59, Jalen Graves. You have been tuned into another episode of Straight Bet Sports. Till next week, we are out. Peace. Go Phillies. <laughs>